This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, electrical contractors. I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb/contractorbetter. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good evening, good morning, good night. Who knows <laughs> what time of day it is? They went in the wrong order, Carlo. Anything can happen. Uh, you are listening, or rather watching, uh, the Reds report. Well, you might be listening. It could be on audio. You never know. Uh, you better off, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, you probably <laughs> are better off. This is going very smooth. Uh, with myself, Chris Fijan, and of course, always my partner in crime, Carlo van der Watering. Mr. Rijard, how are we doing? Very good. Uh, two things. Uh, what are you drinking? As always, uh, it's Pepsi Max Cherry. Good choice. And uh, the lighting, is that mood lighting is, or is it just so you look better? Well, it's, it's, it's in honour of our special guest because we tend to get, you know, <laughs> this nice mood in the arts there and it? it's like, I don't want it too bright, just nice and subtle. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, also, just because you will have been observant and realise it's not just us two today and it's not a football player. Well, he might have been a football player, I don't know. Who knows? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> He's been to enough football. Massive guest, uh, friend of ours, friend of the show. Uh, Phil Hall. Good evening, right. how are you doing? I was trying to think of loads of superlatives to describe well, it. There aren't enough, Chris, are there? We'd have been here all night, pal, so I'll just get it up as a back <laughs> off. <laughs> how are you? Are you well? You look well. Yeah, I'm keeping well, thanks. Yeah, you look really rebate, but I'm getting there. What is that? Is that from the wife and the, and the daughter, or is that from your yeah, yeah, yeah. mutual domestic abuse? You know, <laughs> that's just that's another file that Carlo's got to open. 
But it keeps him not- in work, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I don't know if you've noticed, Phil, but he's been, he has been working all through this lockdown. Uh, yeah. I don't know, his shoulder, he must be injured as well from carrying Barnsley. Are you all right, Carl? Are you going to be all right? Don't <laughs> nod off. Listen, mate, it's getting you for a year and there's done the damage here, not work. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil, Carlo, um, today I attended the press conference with Gerhard Struber on the, on Zoom, or via Zoom, rather. Um, lots of uh, talking points to discuss. Uh, and then, Carlo, you obviously watched um, the Dan Murphy interview, or rather listened to the Dan Murphy interview early on in the week. Yeah. Um, we'll cover that as well, but over about 10, 15 minutes to chat. It's just nice. So, Phil, uh, we'll start as we mean to go on. Um, Gerhard Struber was asked about how everyone is. Uh, he basically just said everybody's healthy, fit and ready. Should we really expect anything less from professional footballers <laughs> other than to be healthy, fit and ready? You, you'd think not, but it's uh, strange circumstances, isn't it? You know, and, you know, they're all expecting to be on the beach in the Bahamas or the Maldives or somewhere, you know, and uh, yeah. they're not the training. So, Do you think it's possible to keep everybody healthy, fit and ready, given the fact that they are going to play uh, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday? <laughs> well, it's going to be difficult. I think, I think uh, Struber said... You know, it's going to be more of a squad game. He's going to have to get a lot of people involved. And I think that's right to keep it fresh. Um, but everybody's in the same boat, aren't they? You know, all right, some have got bigger squads than ours, but our squad is a fair size. So I think we should be all right. The players are up for it, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. What about... like a challenge, is it? <laughs> of course. Well, I think he expected a challenge when he came to Barnsley, but he's got a much bigger one and a very different one. Carl, Phil mentioned the squad, which brings on to his next one. Uh, Gerhard Struber said he's been training with 25 players uh, he obviously found that difficult being able to get his message home to everybody but he has said it's important to change and keep fresh just thoughts on that have we got 25 players that are good enough for this level? Um, I think there's no doubt especially with the five substitutes rule for these last remaining nine games that some players that we might have not seen feature much will, will get some game time um, I'm thinking of somebody like Kenny Dougal um, you know, we, we know he, he, he fits into this squad pretty well. It's just the formation we play lends to the fact that Apohalmi tends to sit, you know, at the, the bottom of that diamond. We're obviously giving the Bambo Diaby situation. Um, Alex Mowich played there before. Uh, Toby Siddick played there before he went to Hart. So I think there'll, there'll, be, there'll be some players that um, maybe have featured a bit on the bench that will get more game time. I mean, you've got a lot of games in a short period of time. As sportsmen, yes, they should be able to deal with that. But undoubtedly, there'll be injuries. Um, hopefully not. But I don't know what the situation is with cards. Has that been stopped or are we still counting? Because normally there's like after January or whatever. So I don't know. Um, and I'm sure some players will, will, will get game time that they didn't expect. So uh, have we got them? Yes. Will they be up for it? No other option, is there? There's nine cup finals in front of us. You just mentioned Kenny Dougal. We'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. Just just remember Kenny Dougal. We'll come back to it. Phil, Dougal. it took me four minutes to mention how old you are. I do apologise. And there, re- there is a reason for it. There is a reason. Carl's just mentioned there's five subs that's going to be allowed. And I believe it's going to be... Is it two that's allowed at half-time, I believe? And then you've got five. So you can have two and then three. You obviously have seen a lot of football throughout different eras. What kind of rule change have you seen in your time in terms of subs and stuff? What, what kind of period have you... I'm assuming there weren't subs when you first started watching. Is that correct? 
Uh, the word just, I think, yeah. Just, just they, they, they just started. You had one sub, one and basically, sub. basically, you used him if somebody got injured. That was it. There was no tactical substitution as such. But so, I guess uh, my question to you is: At what point did that change to three subs, and how how quickly did teams adapt to it? Because obviously, we're going to have to adapt to it quite quickly. Uh, I can't remember when it changed exactly, but I'm guessing it's probably I don't know late seventies, early eighties, something like. That. Um, yeah, it, it seemed strange at the time, and I think a lot of teams were, were reluctant to use them, and they were still working on the basis, oh, we've got one substitute. But gradually, people began to realise that you could use them for tactical changes. You know, so it's, it's gradually evolved, although I think five's going a bit over the top, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to gradually evolve this time, whatever. <laughs> people are just... And I'm sure I heard... I may have, I may have misheard it, but in the press conference, I heard... I heard Gerhard Soup said something about using them for overload, which is an interesting thought, thought process. <laughs> just whacking everybody on and, and, and putting them all that left-hand side or right or just fresh legs in a certain part. Carol, do you have any idea how they might be used? Well, I think that obviously the type of football that we play, um, which is very much that, that high-press, that gig and press football, um, maybe to our benefit uh, after you know, 65, 70 minutes, you can take somebody off, maybe not because they're injured, but to save some energy for the next match in two or three days, and you can put somebody on who's got similar pace. Ideally, you want to not give anyone any quality, do you? You don't want to say, no, I don't want to take um, so-and-so off because we're going to give in on quality or skill or whatever. Um, and, and we know that when Barnsley are on it, and we've seen that when we've played decent teams like Fulham, when we're on it, they find it very hard to cope with us. So you need yeah. to be able to keep that high energy, high intensity, high pace football going for 90 minutes. And in that case, I suppose, overload is, we can, can we overload our opponents with that for 90 minutes straight? And I think the fact that we've got one of the younger squads will, I mean, class is always our full, and will put us in good stead because I think they will recover quicker. You've got some teams with some players, you know, towards the end 20s, early 30s. Um, will you know? Will they be able to cope it as well as some of our younger ones? Yeah, no, it's a very, it's a very valid point you mentioned, Phil. Carlo mentioned earlier about the big squads and you know been having twenty five players involved in training, and there's obviously going to be twenty players involved on the day. Do you foresee anybody making a much bigger impact than what we've seen in the, in the previous part of the season? So I'm looking at players that may have been loaned out previously and are coming back. So Toby Sibic, for example. Or players that were always be on peripheral that didn't quite make that that final step. So maybe you're Aidan Marsh as such. Is anybody that you foresee probably playing a bigger role and, and possibly getting more game time? Uh, in, in terms of the lone players, uh, I may be wrong, but I don't think they can play no. for us again this season. No, Toby Civic I don't is think training. Civic and McGee can play again this season. No, um, well, Civic, well, Civic is training, but not playing with them. He can't. He well, can't we'll play. move back to McGee and Wilts in a bit. They're not going to come back. I, I didn't realise because I, I know that. The legislation originally is you can only play for two teams in a season. That's the original legislation. So I just didn't know, because obviously he played for Barnsley already. Yeah. And mm. he's played for Hearts. So it'd be the same team, but I'm assuming that the cast... No, he, he, said, he said before in a press conference that Toby Civic has come back to train with the lads. And, and that's good. Okay, so he'll be part game, of that setup. But he, but he won't be involved in any of the games. Got you. Got you. I've, I've not caught that one. So Phil, forget the Toby Civic aspect. aspect. The Aidan Marsh aspect, of somebody who'd been on the peripheral, might we see an impact from somebody like that? 
We may well do. I think the nucleus has got to be the, you know, the, the bulk of the team we've used for most of the season, although it hasn't exactly got us off the foot of the table. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good youth players there and it's a chance for somebody to make a name for themselves. Who it might be is anybody's guess, but, you know, it's there for the taking, isn't it? And you've got to bear in mind also that a lot, a lot of players in the mid-table teams will already be on the beach. I mean, they should have been on the beach. So they're, they're not going to be that bothered. But we've got everything to play for. We've got a, some of those players have got a lot to prove. You guys are brilliant at leading me on to my next question. Once again, Carl, Phil's just touched on it then about mindset and people thinking they're already on the beach. Looking at other teams, mid-table teams, they're not going up, they're not going down. Looking at players that are coming out of contract within the next, what, by end of June. Uh, looking at players that might have their eye on what they're, where they're going to be next season. Yeah. Um, Carl, can that mentality help? Uh, Struber mentioned it. He mentioned the mentality. We're in a very lucky situation. We've only got Radlinger, um, who's out of contract, along with Dougal. They're the two that are going to be in and amongst it that are out of contract. We'll come back to them next. Can the mindset have a positive impact for Barnsley? 100%. I think there's two things, isn't there? Um, I would, even if we weren't in this predicament, I think after such a long break in, in, in the season... To come back, being at the bottom of the table, I think gives all our players the impetus to give 100%. I think it's far harder. And, and, and we'll be the underdog in every game that, we, that we're going. Because we're always the underdog anyway, aren't we? So I think from being bottom of the league, that mentality of we need points, we need points, we need points, having that young squad will give the mentality. Personally, I think for a West Brom or a Leeds, they were flying. We've had a 12-week break. Will they still be flying? Some players, like you mentioned, um, Lyle Taylor is, is obviously the example of Charlton. Star player, fantastic player, on his day, just, unplayable. Just above the drop zone. Just above the drop zone. Oh, yeah. Chat. Yeah. But he's saying, listen, I'm not going to play for this club next season. I don't want to play these nine matches because if I get injured, I don't get my move. And, and for him, that's going to be a big money move somewhere. So um, having a settled squad with only two players that might or might not, um, I think. Yeah, it does put us in good stead. I think, I think it really, really does. I think the youth, the contract situation, it's quite a settled club, a settled team. Yeah, well, there are players that he's not going to offer a contract to, and therefore they've not been involved with his 25, your Mamadou Tiams and your Danny Pinioses. Uh, Phil, we'll go to the good news of Radlinger and Kenny Dougal sticking with us. They're going to stick yep. it out for the fight, at least, minimal. Um, we'll talk about Kenny for yourself. He's got a chance to make a major impact with or without staying next season. It's irrelevant at the minute, isn't it? Surely, just that nine games, it's, it's a good signing for that nine games. It, it is, you know, it'll, it'll show, show what he can do, that's for sure. He's got the opportunity to put himself out there and say, look, here I am, this is what I can do. You know, and he, he deserves that chance for me. And obviously, he plays that defensive midfield role, Carlo, which you mentioned the Bambo the Arby situation. How many might not be able to play at the tip of the di- at the bottom of the diamond because we might need him at centre back. So having Dougal to step in there, it's all. Yeah, Alex Marks could play there, but I guess it comes a numbers game. So just having bodies, quality bodies like Kenny Dougal yeah. and like Sammy Radlinger, they're needed, aren't they? For yeah. this, for this running. Yeah, I think so. I think for, for goalkeeper, it's been weird. Um, I've never had the feeling that we had an, an, an out-and-out number one goalkeeper because he's been sort of swapping and changing. I know there have been injuries as well. Um, I have no issue. I think Bradley Collins is a huge talent. Look at the pedigree. Look where he's come from. Look what he's done before. So if Redlinger 
um, doesn't, you know, stay with us next season or whatever, I won't worry about that. Um, I worry more about the Kenny Dougal situation purely because of the pedigree that, that, that he's got. Um, you know, he was very much played week in, week out and then fell almost out of favour. He had some injuries as well, obviously that didn't help. Um, but in that situation, when we're under pressure, I've always just felt that when he comes on, he can just take the tempo out of the game a bit. He can pick a pass. Um, and I think he's just good to have around. Um, and he's also one of the players, isn't he, that's been uh, negotiating regarding the wages with um, Dane Murphy and about, you know, uh, deferring a certain amount of time. So um, I think he's good to have on the pitch and off the pitch, just among the lads. Uh, I'm going to put yeah, Phil on the spot right. here. Phil, put your heart on the spot. Who's your number one? First, first game back, who's number one? Who's in goal? Collins for me. Collins I for still you. prefer Collins, yeah. Carl, would but you agree I, with that? I, I will do, as long as I keep the ball out of the net, I'm not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> you put Kenny Dougal in goal for me. Yeah, well, the defenders are going to have to help him with that task, can't they? The defenders are definitely have to help with that task. The other news, obviously, is that Wilkes and the game will not be returning. Uh, they will stick it out at their respective teams. Oh. McGee obviously will end up playing it playoffs for Portsmouth. Carlo's shaking his head. I know Carlo is... The thing is with Carlo, Phil, I think he was thinking that by bringing Malik Wilts back, it would weaken Hull. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it, it possibly would, but you know, I don't think it would do that much for us because he's, he's never pulled any trees up with us, has no. he? You I know? wouldn't play him. I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't even let him train with us, but I wouldn't give him to Hull. Hull, before all this started, were way out of form. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Because it's almost like starting the season again, isn't it? It's like it's almost like a mini tournament it becomes now, like a, yeah, a mini World is, Cup yeah. or whatever. So I just think he, he under the guardianship of, of McCann at Hull, he, he always gets the best out of him. And I don't want him to get the best out of the player that could potentially send us down. I know we don't have to play Hull, but you know, the in or in or around the same area as we are. So I, ideally I wouldn't. I know that's not very sportsmanlike, but all is fair in the last nine games of the championship season. <laughs> is that no, a I'd, ignore, I'd ignore stuff like that. I'd say concentrate on our game. Forget that. Well, it's true. Yeah, concentrate no, it's true. on what yeah. we're doing. Forget yeah. about everybody else. Yeah. yeah. I would suggest that's, that's the yeah. final, I think there's financial implications as well. I think Quite a high price has been agreed for Wilkes. Well, yeah. I say a high price, a price that we are more than happy to offload him for. Hmm. So I think to bring him back, I think they've, they've got the eyes on, he probably unbalances the squad. He probably oh, doesn't... He he, he, to me, he's a little bit like the Leroy Leiter of the 20, oh, well, 21 clubs. Therefore, get the money back while we can. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, just just last one, uh, Gerhard mentioned uh, his future. And basically just said that he is putting all his energy into this nine games and he's not thinking beyond that. And you, you touched on it, Carl, I mentioned it's like a, a mini World Cup. Well, you probably only might play five, six, seven games in a World Cup. We're, we're, we've, got, we've got nine to play, so a bit bigger than a World Cup, but the mentality is there. The energy's just got to play on winning them nine games, hasn't it, Phil? You can't be thinking beyond that. We can't be thinking, is Radling going to stay? Is Dougal going to stay? Is Gerhard going to stay? We ain't got time. And the energy needs to put into just winning those games. The proof's in the pudding. And our points per game increased when Daniel Stendhal went and Struber came in. I know there was a period in between where obviously um, um, somebody else took over. But I think, um, have trust in him. I think he does get the best out of our players. I really, really do. I think um, some players we've really, really seen come on. I mean, you look at the likes of Chaplin, you look at the, the, the likes of uh, Coley Woodrow. So um, I have full faith that with a fully squid fully fit squad for these nine games, I can see us climbing out of the danger that we're in. Because I think other clubs uh, maybe not have the, well, not luxury, but 
the ability to make as many changes, young players, and a quicker recovery. And that's what I'm hanging my hope on. Phil, what what's that at Fenchy sitting on? You're not going to sit on it. Yeah, no, no, I'm agreeing with I'm agreeing with Carlo. I'm not sitting on it. I'm on Carlo's side there. I, I think we can do it. It's a tall order, but I think we can do it with the youth we've got and the you know the passion and commitment we've got. I think we can do it. You, all right, you might say we're lacking experience because that's been the case all season, but now you've you got Kenny Dougal back in there, that sort of play. You've got Alex Mowat in there. But, you know, people who can just slow the game down a bit, put the foot on the ball say, hang on a minute, you know, yeah. and tell the other lads what to do. I, I'm, it's it's going to be hard, but I, I think we really think we can do it. And and, and the key, isn't it, Chris, uh, Chris well, and Phil, is those three games all in a row, Luton, Wigan, yeah. Stoke, they're all yep. around us, and if, if we can, you know, I know it's... If you take if, seven if, points from them... I was just going to say, if you, yeah, yeah. But also, we play some teams that, like you say, are there or thereabouts, or nothing to play for, and I think he's, he's made sure that our team is hungry, and when you come up against the Barnsley squad that's hungry, refreshed, fully fit, I don't think people will want to play. And, and, and take it, you know, we, we have to go to Leeds, and I normally would say, hmm, that long road, it's an empty stadium. You might as well play at Wisborough or, or at the Rec. So that advantage is gone as well, I think. Well, if you remember, not, not, so, many, not so long back, we'll remember that Wigan were already promoted uh, and we needed to beat Wigan all last game of the season at Wigan's ground. Mm. Uh, and they obviously had far too much uh, Sprite the night before. Mm. And uh, we, made them look, we made them look terrible. So who knows? Leeds might not have anything to play for at exactly. that point. There might have been a nice big celebration at the City Hall a few days prior to that. Who knows? So, yeah, I think it's certainly all to play for. Carlo, that's pretty much me done from press conference. I don't know if you want to talk about Dave Murphy. Yeah, just a quickie, because we've only got about four minutes left. Uh, just Phil's thoughts on, obviously, uh, a letter's gone out to the EFL from Barnsley Football Club just saying that if a club breaches the financial fair play regulations, they should be punished within that season. Because if they are... Um, playing with an advantage, a financial advantage or whatever you want to call it, then that is against the teams that surround him now. And, and, you know, let's talk Sheffield Wednesday. You know, financial irregularities, that's been spotted. It's no use giving him a six-point deduction next season when we might be in League One, when we're one of the teams that might go down. And actually, should we? What, what's your thoughts on the whole saga regarding yeah. fines and the EFL? To- I totally agree with you, Carlo. I mean, I'd, I'd go further. I mean, it... it- the legislation's there for a reason. If you breach it, I'd relegate them. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And and that it'll not happen again. Whereas now no. it's happened with Bolton in the past. It's happening at the moment with Birmingham City. Looks yeah. like they're going to get away with with doing it again. Yeah. So you know, sooner or later, the the likes of Macclesfield Town get you know absolutely slaughtered for it. Yeah. Bigger clubs, no. And it, it's it's just not on. No. And the, the EFL. Well, we all know they're toothless, and there's no dentist at the moment, so that doesn't tell. Well, <laughs> but, I think they're mindless as well at times, aren't they? There's not much well, it makes you to... wonder. It, it, you know, well, sooner or later, somebody's got to take a big hit, and it yeah. ought to be sooner I, rather than later. I, I agree with I, what Struber said today, sorry, Chris, when he says that EFL no, talk right. about integrity, but all they talk about is money. And I don't think integrity and money are sometimes you can put in the same corner. You know, there is something about... Um, yeah. the EFL is made up of the people that they are legislating in, in, in retrospect. So, you know, the representative from Sheffield Wednesday 
who sits on that EFL board is not going to say, oh, yeah, 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 we should be doing this. It, 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 just, it should be, for me, an independent regulatory body. It's same as you, if yeah. you complain to ITV or to Ofcom, somebody independent reviews them and says that's the penalty, mm-hmm. whether that's financial, points, whatever. And I think that's what we need to get to with the EFL as well. Because otherwise, very much like Phil says, we have got rules and you shouldn't break them. But if you break them, it's all right because we're not going to do anything about them. Well, why do we have rules then? In that case, yeah. we'll, start, we'll, we'll play with 25 men away at, at, at QPR. <laughs> All on my, the my thoughts on it as a whole, I'm, and I think fairly or unfairly, Paul Conway and Dan Murphy get a lot of stick. A lot of stick on social media, a lot of stick in the media. And I really like how aggressive that Paul Conway and Dan Murphy have been over this subject. I think it's brilliant that they are fighting the corner for whatever reason, for whatever motive, whether it be that financial or in Barnsley's best interest, I couldn't care less. They are fighting it and they are fighting it quite aggressively and I hats off to them for that. So yeah. I think it's all right saying out the bad stuff that they do, but this, I think they've got a very valid point and I'm really pleased that they're fighting it and we're not just going to go down with a whimper and like, like, Bolton, like Bolton relegated us previous year. Exactly. They get punished. They got punished a year later. And what, what good is that to us? Not, so I'm glad that they are being so aggressive yeah. at this minute in time and we're not going down with a whimper. It's not, and it's not an easy job. They have to try and sell season tickets when we don't know what the season will look like or what the vision we're in. They can't do right for doing wrong. And I think, yes, if people want to give them stick, that don't help the cause because ultimately they're fighting for our club. And those people that put on internet, why don't they inject a few million? Well, then we would do exactly the same as what all these other clubs have done that we're going against. And before we run out of time, because we've got less than a minute, Phil, as the football starts, we are thinking of doing some shows like this in this format. Yeah. Uh, maybe the day before the game, maybe the day after the game, to review and preview. Come back on, Phil. Can, can, you, can, you come, can you come back with us and, and, and be one of our yeah. regular contributors? Yeah, no problem. It's always, always good to hear from you. No, no About problem. Now, to go. He's, he's been Carl Van der Waterton. I've been Chris Ridyard. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you watch some other videos. Thanks for having us. Phil, we will see you back on for more previews and, and more reviews. Thanks for no coming. No problem. Cheers. See you later, lads. ta by now, you've probably seen ads about the water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere. People who got sick after drinking that toxic water are now able to seek repayment for their medical costs because of a new law, the PACT Act. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it's important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is a limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you, and they won't take no for an answer. Sign up at SickMarine.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you Impress No Glue Press On Manny's and Impress Press On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press On Falsies. The Talk.
Talksport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search Talksport Fan Network.